0: This week on Case of the Monday's podcast, we talk presentations and all about the dynamic art of telling a story. So if you've got a presentation at a realtor office in the new year, you're not going to want to miss this. Monday, December 2nd, 2019. Welcome to Episode 3 of Case of the Mondays podcast brought to you by Mortgage Magnates and MM University. I'm Chris Baker. Happy holiday season to everybody. I hope you got all your Black Friday shopping done. Just a reminder that on Mortgage Magnates, we're doing a reverse Black Friday all the way up till this Friday afternoon where we will donate 50% of your first month's membership fee to children's charities across the nation. So if you haven't had a chance to sign up to Mortgage magnates, please do so because we're going to use that first month, 50% of it, toward children's charities and give people and kids a better Christmas heading up this holiday season. So, uh, if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and do that today. We've got some great topics. We're talking all about public speaking. It is the scariest thing for most people, but as mortgage brokers and mortgage agents, we qu- kind of do this all the time, right? This is especially in the early going in the year. If you're a, if you're a broker owner, you're probably doing kickoff meetings, and if you're an agent or broker, you're probably speaking at realtor offices and updating everybody on the market and doing things like that. And you know some of some of us are great at it. Some of us aren't. Some of us have spent a lot of time learning how to do it, and some of us have spent no time. And yet, all of us seem, seem to always seem to have a a opportunity to speak somewhere, whether we like it or not. And sometimes, for the good of our business and for the good of our mortgage sales, we need to do it whether we like it or not. And speaking is a really interesting talent to to master. It's a really interesting talent uh, to become an expert or a magnate at. And we want to talk about that today because we want to talk about the, the importance of mastering the art of storytelling and becoming a better speaker. And I personally have my uh, speaking certificate, I've, I have a, a certified uh, keynote speaker and and have been for many years. I did it with uh, London Life when I was with them and of course had speaking opportunities as a BDM in my previous role and now obviously even more so in my new role with mortgage magnates. and. One of the biggest things about public speaking is trying to understand and trying to feel comfortable about your material, and and the best way to do that is to know your story. Know the story you're telling, uh, become good at telling the story. Uh, if you've got a presentation, a speech, or even a wedding toast that you really want to crush, th- this is really the secret to success. This is absolutely the secret to success. Uh, tell a story this isn't just a, a pro speaker tip it's, it's actually just brain science the findings on the, the neurobiology of storytelling are kind of interesting and relevant to business and uh, experiments show that character driven stories with emotional content result in a better understanding of the key points a speaker wishes to make and enable better recall of these points weeks later which if you're speaking to realtors or you're speaking to people that give you a business or sales opportunity, this is exactly what you want. It's better than a business card. You put a business card in the hands of somebody who's going to throw it out in an hour, two hours, three hours the next day, but if you put a great story in the mind of somebody you're speaking to, whether this is an individual or a speaking event, they'll remember that and, and the best points about that weeks later if it came in the version of a great story. So in the terms of making an impact, this blows the standard PowerPoint presentation to bits. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what I do in presentations with PowerPoints and how I actually make the PowerPoint for me and not my audience. We'll talk a little bit about that at a later point in the podcast. But really, I I try to advise anybody who's speaking uh, and and any business person to begin every presentation with a compelling human scale story. If you can do that, if if you can tell a compelling story your whole presentation will end up being more dynamic. It will end up being uh, listened to better. We all know that we have short attention spans nowadays more than ever. And so if you have a dynamic story as part of your presentation, you're going to actually have a lot more people paying attention for a lot longer. Stories inspire us and help us invest in an idea really more completely. And and they create an emotional connection that goes beyond any kind of data set you're delivering on your PowerPoint presentation. You can put as much data up there as you want. You can put words, words, words up there as you want. It's not compelling as compared to an emotional connection. So if you really want to compel your audience, you're going to want to compel them with less about the PowerPoint and more about the actual compelling story that you're saying. You need to compel your audience to take action with you. And stories are the most powerful form of persuasive communication. We do this in sales. We do this when you're selling mortgages you're you're sort of molding yourself to what the client's needs are and telling a story behind how you're going to meet those needs and the best stories can endure the test of time we all know that people remember the story and so so that's really really important and 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 it's important for you to understand that people rem- remember the story and and so how do you especially if you're not a seasoned speaker, how do you become that storyteller? How do you tell a great story and and what are the pieces behind it? Well, if you're in the early preparation modes of your speaking, uh, I would give you this podcast as a re-listen because we're gonna take you through the pieces to telling a great story and what it can mean for you as well as how to do it, okay? So so the first thing is understanding and if you've got a pen and paper, write this down or re-listen to this later, that's fine too. The most important part of this is understanding the elements of a great story. A story is really just a moment. It's a moment when change happens, a, a lesson is learned, there's a thought or an interaction that that's the birth of a story. Uh, then to build around that, you, you think about the, the space behind that moment and what made that moment stand out for you. What was going On behind the scenes in that moment and then the last part of a story is really the result what happened at the end of that story that matters to this presentation that matters to your sales presentation that matters 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 what was the result what did you learn in that moment and what can the person listening to the story take away from that story because we know just from what we've just said that you will take items away for weeks if it came in a good story and in a dynamic story. So how can anyone really become a better storyteller? How can you, our listener, become a better storyteller in your mortgage business? Well, telling a great story is all about familiarity. It's taking a moment in time or an experience and making the listener feel very familiar with it. You've got to mold it to what they know. So if they're realtors, your story should relate to them in some way, just so they can picture it in their own minds and then they let that audience sort of put themselves in the scene of the story. Story. The best stories are the ones that your listeners are imagining, using images from their own lives to produce what what's happening in the story. They're putting their own experience in the story. The extent to which you can make people do that is the extent on which you will be successful in your speaking engagements and even in your sales presentations, just to individuals and individual families. So if you think about familiarity as your goal, you you can take the most mundane thing and turn it into a story sometimes the things that we think are the most mundane in our lives can really be the most interesting for your audience so don't leave anything out don't Write off certain experiences that you've had as boring or mundane. Speakers and even executives get stuck thinking that they don't have a story that's big enough to tell, but they don't realize that it's more about familiarity to the audience than about intri- intrigue or excitement or tragedy or conflict. Which, and hopefully we're not we're not dealing with in our business, but uh, but I mean that's what that that story has to be about and. And oftentimes people don't think that their stories have that when they do, especially to the audience that they're relating to. Uh, so for me, I, I see storytelling as a communal process. It's it's so much less about you and your story than it is about the story that's happening to the person you're talking to. And the more you make the story about them, your audience, make it sound familiar so that they can see themselves in it, the better it is going to be. And that's how you become a great storyteller when you're speaking. And any advice I would have as you go into your speaking opportunity this, this uh, maybe perhaps this holiday season, but also uh, into the early new year when you're doing kickoff meetings and you're meeting with realtors and you're doing presentations to build up your business for 2020, uh, I think finding stories can sometimes be that hardest thing to do. And and again, just going back to what I say about uh, people believing that their stories are in fact not good stories, they're mundane, they're boring, and really they actually could apply to the audience you're speaking to and actually make them familiar with it to the point where they see themselves in the story and it actually does have an impact on them. That's the hard part. And finding stories, that's what makes finding stories the hardest thing to do because we overlook them all the time. Uh, You know, in in my business, we do a lot of strategic storytelling. We're supposed to do that. We want to make sure that you learn the most out of what you get from mortgage magnates, as well as any presentation that we do. And telling a story to illustrate a message is so key. The key is to start with the message itself. Figure out what you're trying to say. So think back, sit back as you're preparing your presentation, and think about what you're trying to say. Then take one step backwards again and ask yourself, when when have I seen this message in action in my business? Am I looking at this message uh, in the eyes of a realtor, in the eyes of my audience, in the eyes of my team that I'm speaking to, or in the eyes of the the conference I'm speaking to? And if your message is about great customer service, think about when you were on the receiving end of excellent customer service. Those moments go by so quickly in our lives, but if you focus and ask yourself questions about a, a very specific moment, you can find those stories. So that's my big advice to you is to take that step back and and to start, the me- start with that message. Start with that message, take the step back, Figure out what you're trying to say, and then take it one step backwards even further and ask yourself, when have I seen this message in action, and how is it going to relate to my audience? It's also helpful to understand that that the story is a form of currency in its own way, right? So once you start looking for stories in your everyday life, you'll start to find them. You can develop a heightened awareness of the stories that are happening all around you if you keep doing this. So if you're somebody who's going to do regular presentations, and this this is something that that I end up doing, or even just thinking about the podcast, or whatever. The, you realize you're going to need to tell these stories more frequently. You take that step back more frequently in your life, and realize what could go into a story, whether that's a great customer service experience, a great networking experience. Whatever it is, if it's something that you think you could use in a story later, kind of tuck that away in your mind, and if you get good at this, you'll have tons of stories to tell in all of your speaking opportunities, right? So. Um, You know, where... Where I learned to tell stories, you know people think about stories as what's published in books or what's put on movie screens. We think about kind of those big grand stories. but for me, I get exposure to storytelling through all of the conferences I go to, through all of the speaking events I go to. Uh, even just talking to brokers as we're filming them for for mortgage magnates, I get exposure to storytelling and and for years, I've been visiting these these these. Um, conferences and and these opportunities, these speaking events, and you know, I've had upwards of fifteen thousand people in a room, and, and just sort of hearing different stories from other speakers that are on stage, I start to realize that the really good ones, the ones you pay the most attention to, uh, they are the ones that are telling a story. They're the ones that are relating to you, the audience, even if they're not in your business. The best speakers tend to learn the audience so well and tell stories related to that audience, even if they're not specifically from our business. The ones that have taken that time to do that are the ones that do the best and get the best feedback in the end. Um... And so, so you know, it's so important with storytelling and presentations to to be able to relate to your audience. And one of the things that I do, and and it's one thing, it's a tidbit I want to make sure I give to everybody who's listening here, as we uh, as we talk about storytelling and presentations and presentations coming up, is a couple different things. One, obviously, have the story we just talked about. That be an epic storyteller, and you will make a huge difference in your uh, your presentation in the feedback you get from your presentation. But the other thing is, build the PowerPoint, if you have one, to you and to your speaking and to your moment on stage. Do not build it based on data and a lot of words. So uh, what I mean by this is the best presentations we see nowadays tend to be the ones where you're not sitting there scrambling, trying to write everything you see on the screen down on a notepad that's given to you by the hotel. In fact, what happens when you do that is you lose the focus of your audience. So your audience is out there and they are not focusing on you because they focus on a very detailed slide you've put up with a ton of words and a ton of numbers. And they're trying to write everything down because they think that's going to be important to them later. The fact of the matter is it's not important to them later they never use it again what they would use is the advice that they're getting from you the speaker the problem is you have with a very detailed and busy slide diverted their attention to the slide itself and to the data that's on the slide and not you and you are the one driving the bus you are the expert and you are the one they should be listening to so here's what you do you take those slides and you make them mostly images, mostly images. If there's data behind the topic, which we know on a PowerPoint, you're going to put a little headline on each slide, that's your topic. That's your your the stuff the data goes behind. What's the difference here is that... That data is for you to tell in your story. That is not for you to uh, put up on the screen and have everybody have a meltdown trying to write it down. If you really feel like you need to give them the data and the the, the points, the coles notes version of your presentation, give them a supplemental document they can take away, uh, so that those points are in there. Or offer to send your presentation and some notes about it afterward. Don't put it in your slides. Your slides should be images. Now the funny thing about the images that the slides have is that while they relate to your presentation, they need to relate to your presentation, I use them as a cue of what to talk about. So for me, my slides are actually for me you're the expert. You know what you're talking about. You know better than any realtor in the room about mortgages. So feel confident about that. That Get up there and be confident about that and that you lead this discussion. They don't know more than you. They're not going to know more than you. You are the expert. So once you believe in your own expertise, make those slides a trigger for you to expel that expertise out to them. Right. Uh, And so what I'm saying is speaking notes, especially I don't use them. I don't use speaking notes. I use my slides. And part of the reason I use my slides is because I want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation with you as my audience. I want to tell you my stories, but I want to also have a conversation with you as the audience and to have that conversation and be the most truthful about it and not to spew off a boring set of numbers. I use those slides to trigger my own brain on what to talk about, and then I just talk. Now, if you're in a situation where, which in Canada and, and in the southern United States can be a challenge, where you either have French or Spanish translators in the room, oftentimes you might have to tweak a little bit. So what I mean by that is if you do have a, a speech or a, or a speaking opportunity that you do have translators for, you're going to kind of need to stick to your notes a little more because they use those notes to anticipate what you're going to say and, of course, translate it. But if you don't have that situation, and use these slides as your opportunity to trigger your mind into your expertise. And once you've done that, so let's say it's an image of a sales conversation, and and it's about a refi or something, or you have a uh, a sale um, a sale image on the on the screen of of a home sale, and you're talking about, you know, the importance of going in with a condition for financing, for example, that is your topic to discuss, not your slides topic to discuss. So you need an image there instead of words. And then you need to tell in your own words from that image, what is happening? What is the story? What is the importance of going in with a condition of financing and why you see it that way? You're the expert. Be confident in it, and use those images to trigger that that conversation with the audience. There's two things that happen here. You don't have to try and remember a script. You don't have to read a script off a prompter if you're in a bigger presentation where they have a prompter of your notes. That's the worst thing that can happen is when I have my notes, I have a real problem because I keep thinking, did I miss something? Did I miss something? Did I miss something? And the fact of the matter is, even if you did, it doesn't matter. Your audience doesn't know. But because you worry about that, you become a more boring speaker. You become somebody who's looking for the notes, looking for the script, and you stop talking about your expertise. So use those, don't make speakers notes, speak only about what you're an expert in, only about what you can tell a story in, and then, once you've got that, use the images in that PowerPoint presentation or whichever platform you use for presentations as a trigger for your mind to bring out your own expertise in what you're talking about. I'm telling you, you'll feel more comfortable on stage, you'll feel more comfortable in front of everybody as the expert, and you'll make eye contact and that is our last topic about speaking today is making eye contact with your audience makes them 60% more likely to remember what you said now think about that when we talk about the the issue we just spoke about about writing down notes off of a slide in that scenario you're not making any eye contact with the speaker at all so what's happening is you're not going to remember what the speaker's saying And even if something triggers you and you hear it in the background as you're frantically writing things down, you probably still end up forgetting it. 60% of what's remembered from a speaker is because the speaker makes eye contact with the audience. That is a huge, huge number. So if you're trying to get more referrals from a realtor, if you're trying to get a realtor to remember you, they need to be looking at you and not at a page writing down notes. So they need to see that you're interested in them, that you're making eye contact with them, and 90% of the audience says in a survey that I saw recently, that if they believe, if they they are making eye contact with the speaker, they truly believe the speaker is an expert in what they're talking about. So it is also so important for your own credibility to be making eye contact with your audience. And the best way, again, like I say, to do that is to have trigger slides that trigger you to talk about what you're supposed to be talking about at that point and no notes. And I know this goes against a lot of, of what you've maybe learned in school when you're making speeches. You had cue cards in front of you or, or those recipe cards and you were reading off of that. And then the teacher said, well, just make point form notes. It makes it easier to have a conversation about it, which is exactly right. But how about no notes at all? How about have slides and how about you use those slides to trigger your conversation? And those slides should be, for the most part, imagery right? A few words here and there, that's fine, but for the most part, imagery. Once you have all of that, that is what's going to be the key to your success on stage, in front of the audience, wherever you are, however you are, whether it's it's an audience of five or 1,500, you will have their attention by telling a story that's dynamic, by telling a story that they can relate to, and then by having eye contact with them the entire time while delivering your expertise and getting that expertise from the slides that you see on screen and then that way you will deliver an epic presentation that was our topic for today next week we have Alive, Elf on the Shelf joining us. It's pretty exciting. We're going to find out how that relates to mortgage brokering and charity, uh, one of the biggest charities in Canada. We'll talk to him next week. Uh, for now, though, Thanks for joining us. Mortgage Magnates, remember, we've got the Black fi- the reverse Black Friday on at Mortgage Magnates, so 50% of that first month uh, when you sign up goes to children's charities. It's a great cause. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to sign up, please go and do so at MortgageMagnates.com or MMULive.com. And for now, we thank you for joining us today on Episode 3 of Case of the Mondays Podcast. We will see you next week.